Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make We're back, the Golf Insiders. In the house, Holly G and Will Perry. It's time, Will. It's time. We're giving away. Giving away free stuff. Giving away free stuff. We love giving away free stuff. This one is truly special, as we've been talking about. On this Saturday, from 8.30 to 3.30 at Orange County National, Kay McMahon, one of the LPGA Teaching Hall of Fame members, a PGA member, and one of the top 50 women golf instructors by... Golf Digest coming into town, and we are partnering with her. We've got one slot open. We're going to give away to a listener. Caller number three, caller number three, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255. This is a $350 value. You're going to get a chance to uh, have a day with one of the best teachers in our business. We're going to waste no more time. We're going to go to Bob Herrig from ESPN.com to check in and get his thoughts on the Players' Championship. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. It was great to see you last week. Um, Quite a surprise on Sunday, the way it all went down. Your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, it sure was. Uh, You know, not the usual fireworks, uh, certainly not what we're used to seeing lately. Um, and I think that is sort of just product of uh, some pretty tough conditions, a lot of wind, and, uh, you know, obviously the respect that the players have for those finishing holes and all that can happen. But, uh, you know, Siwoo Kim, I mean, 21 years old, and to not make a bogey in the final round, uh, and you could you see how easy it was. I mean, J.B. Holmes looked pretty good through three rounds and shot 84. Uh, and made an eight on 17, and that just kind of gives you an idea of what can happen. So, a uh, heck of a win for him. Um, a nice little resurgence for for Ian Poulter, and um, uh, despite uh, you know some controversy with with what's been said about him, I I thought you know he just he probably did what he had to do and and didn't uh, he didn't maybe hit some of the shots he would like to have hit down the stretch that could have made it closer. But uh, all in all, it was a really good tournament for him uh, after, you know, pretty much two years of struggling and injury and losing his card and then getting it back and all that stuff. Yeah, anybody that's seen him compete in a Ryder Cup and looked at that stare on a Sunday like we had to witness at Medina, (laughs) I don't think anybody could say Ian Poulter doesn't have the fight in him to, to, to win and that he wasn't playing... You know, hey, he may not have been going at the pins, but, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, who who knows what would happen to Kim coming into that last three holes. We've seen plenty of disaster happen on 17 and the pressure get to even the best players in the world. Well, I, I sort of tried to make the point that I thought he was playing to win by not by trying not to lose. And, you know, there's a difference, I think, between – being careful and protecting and not, you know, you know, to say that he wasn't trying to win, 
Um, I don't know about that. I mean, was he careful? Was he being conservative? Possibly. Sure. You know, uh, you don't hit a good tee shot on 16. You know, he's trying to hit as good of a tee shot as he could. He didn't. He didn't pull it off. He hit it in the right rough. He was a long way back. Um, there's a difference between being aggressive and being foolish. And if he tries to go for that there, out of the rough, he said it was a four iron from 240 yards. It's just not a guarantee, even for a pro. So, uh, you know, he elected to take the safe way by laying up and giving himself a full wedge in. And then I guess some people didn't think that wedge shot was, uh, was, was hit aggressively enough. I thought he just kind of missed the spot on the green that you need to hit there by, by not too much. Otherwise, it funnels down closer to the hole. Agreed. Would he have gone at the horn more? more? Sure, probably. You know, but maybe he feared, uh, you know, losing it to the right. I mean, let's be honest. Two holes later, he shanked the ball. You know, so uh, on 17, to take dead aim at that pin where it is on Sunday takes a, lo- takes a lot of guts. There was a lot of wind up there on, on Sunday. It wasn't dead calm. I mean, two years ago when Ricky Fowler fired at thing, it was a calm day. He knew exactly the yardage. He was dialed in, and he hit it there every time. Uh, I don't think that was the case so much on Sunday. You know, it was not an easy shot. You risked a lot. if you. And, and then, you know, if you go in the water or make a bogey on one of those, those two holes, now you've just made it so much easier for Kim, right. who can play safe. Uh, so, um, in any case, I, I thought, um, you know, really where, where Poulter got hurt was making a bogey on the 12th hole. That was not that was a hole that that you had to give yourself a birdie chance at, you know, the short par four, and and he mishit a shot, a wedge shot, and ended up making bogey. Uh, I believe he three putted. That was a killer, you know. That that really really hurt, and 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 I think he maybe got a little tentative after that, uh, but that doesn't mean he wasn't trying to win. I, as I said, I think you've got to you don't want to hand it to the guy, and if you don't think you can pull off a shot, well then it's silly to try it. So uh, uh, you're better off maybe trying to do it the, the hard way. I, I, I say this all the time. David Toms won a PGA championship against Phil Mickelson a long time ago in 2001 by laying up. He did not go for it uh, on the final hole at the Atlanta Athletic Club, laid up and, and, and wedged on and, and, uh, and made the putt to win. Uh, you know, if he had gone for it and hit it in the water, he, he probably handed it to Phil. Uh, there have been numerous examples of, of, of that, of, of being smart, uh, winning for you as opposed to losing. You know, at Wingfoot in, in 06, when Phil went for it, everybody afterwards says that was the wrong play. If he'd have laid up, he could have won in, he could have won it outright and certainly been in a playoff. So, you know, I just think it's very easy to sit back and criticize after the fact when, uh, um, you know, there's a lot going on out there on a really hard golf course that did not yield a whole lot on Sunday. Yeah, those were some tough, tough conditions um, all all weekend, weekend. Uh, let's turn to the Byron, uh, you know, one of our longest-running tournaments, 35 years, I think it's celebrating this year. Uh, some good players in the field. Jordan Spieth in his hometown. Uh, he's probably feeling some love and probably is hoping that that uh, love turns into a win this this weekend don't you think yeah i think so he um you know he missed the cut at the players and uh he uh he was in contention at, at the 
at the Nelson last year and ended up tied for 18th. He shot 74 in the final round, then won the next week at the Colonial. But, I, you know, this is this is his hometown event. It's where he kind of got known for the first time as a 16-year-old amateur when he when he got on the leaderboard uh, on the weekend and played really well, and that was when he was still in high school. Uh, so, um, you know, this is a tournament you'd like to win. It's changing venues next year. Uh, you know, it's been... It's been played where it is now during his entire lifetime. I, I'm sure he would love to win the last one uh, at Las Colinas. I, I bet you that would be, you know, kind of a cool thing for him. So, um, any case, that's, uh, you know, that there's more incentive than that, but that's that's certainly a pretty good one. You, you know, you're out there every week. He commented in his presser, uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, that he's hitting the ball, you know, great. But, you know, his chipping and punting is just sort of not, you know, caught up in the rounds. What do you, where do you think his game's at? Yeah, I think that's – I think you nailed it. You know, it, uh, it's just um, – you know, it's just not all together there right now. And, um, and that happens. You know, we see that all the time. So uh, uh, it, it ebbs and flows. And uh, it, it, it kind of puts into perspective, you know, when they – when they do have those good runs, because it's just not it's not automatic, and 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 you, and we we sometimes get uh, jaded into thinking that it's always going to be there, and it's just not. Well, there's some, you know, some good past winners in this in this uh, field: Jason Day, uh, Adam Scott. You've got Jason Duffner, and of course Sergio, who's won twice here. Who are you picking on Sunday, Bob? Before I let you go. Well, I went with Jordan um, for the reasons we discussed earlier. I think it's more due to he is he's mad at himself for for missing the cut at the players and and for uh, you know just kind of being a little bit off here the last several weeks uh, and and not uh, taking advantage of his opportunities. So um, uh, I I, kind of look for him to be in the mix and, and to be highly motivated to do well. I, I agree. Thanks, as always. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. You. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More Golf Talk coming up.